Blog Talk Radio. Contra Radio Network presents the Roundtable Report, a discussion of today's issues. So the kip gloves are off as we listen to real answers from real people. Come and join us on the Roundtable Report. Hey, good evening. John Jeffers here. Roundtable Report, Contra Radio Network. On the line already is longtime listener, Gary M. from Louisiana. John Theo is already on the CRN video feed right now. If you want to join us the video feed, you may. We're on the CRN like page. Broadcasting around the planet. Bringing you information that you need as preppers, as patriots. For you three that requested the CEOI, check your email. I sent it to you. Along with that, you will find I have also included, also included, unit status board for your group. I told you how to use it, how to get it printed up, how to get it laminated. As, long, as well as for your CEOI, which you have 180 days worth of codes. I want to put that out there. You asked for it, you got it. All right. Second of all, one of the things we want to talk about um, before we get to the, you know, the elephant in the room, the other night I got a, uh, a Facebook post from Rob A. in Indiana stating that uh, some of the military com frequencies were going berserk. I said, well, what is this? I have to investigate it. So I did. So I did. So, so get your pencil and papers ready. I'm going to give you five or six frequencies that you can monitor. Now, it's very difficult. Once I got these frequencies, I contacted our good friend, Randy C. in Fort Smith, Arkansas, who I know is a very, very big ham radio guy, shortwave radio guy. He's the guy. I, don't have, I didn't have any radios that dipped down to that frequency. And trying to get it online, yeah, you can get it online, but it's very difficult to hear and understand. So he was able to actually tune in to those particular frequencies. And I didn't tell him what it was. I just asked him if he could get it, and he did. He got back to me on it. So let's get this right here before we get to the main event. Let's down because this is important stuff. What do we want to talk about? What I want to give to you right now. So get your pencil and papers ready because you're going to need this information for your group, for your family, for you personally. You can hear what's going on. You may not know what's happening but you might be able to pick out what's going on. Now, I did call Terry about this, and Terry and I were talking about it. Um, let's get it started with it. What I want to talk to you tonight is this. Um, bear with me. I posted some of this stuff already on the CRN uh, group and like pages. Um, what we're talking about are nuclear warriors on high-frequency radio. Now, what you want you to understand is this, all right? Of all the aeronautical communications one may find while tuning the radio spectrum, 
There is one genre that is simultaneously fascinating, mysterious, and eerie. It is the phonetically encoded, highly cryptic messages heard at intervals on specific high frequency, HF, and very high frequency, VHF, frequencies. Now, they're known as emergency action messages, EAMs. They are war-fighting instructions to the United States nuclear forces. As practitioners of nuclear warfare, these forces constantly train, drill with the intention of making no mistakes with devices that are shatterers of worlds. So if you listen to their frequencies, you will hear both training and messages designed to defeat the use of traffic analysis by adversarial radio intercept operators. Now, EAMs are recognized by their format. It's a six-character preamble repeated once, followed by standby message follows. Then one hears a long string of phonetic codes spoken at a cadence of one character per second. The airborne radio operators often have plenty of background noise getting into their microphones, while the ground-based relays often have an otherworldly echo and a strange ticking sound on their audio. Now, some are extremely long, extended, extended into the hundreds of letters. Is it possible that these are operational messages or a practical test for operator proficiency? That will certainly remain a mystery because U.S. STRATCOM says very little on the subject of its work. Now, what we're talking about, uh, what it's called Sky King Messages. Sky King messages are much shorter. They're characterized by, by the preamble. Sky King, Sky King, do not answer. Message follows. One then hears a short string of characters followed by an authentication code. Is it possible to decrypt an EAM? Not in a trillion years. Not with any supercomputer. They are unbreakable one-time keys which are quite random and never repeating. So, you want to know what the frequencies are. Okay. I'm going to give them to you now. Generally, one can hear EAM transmissions on the main global high-frequency communication system frequencies. Three other high-frequency frequencies are often used for airborne relays, and these aircraft have also been heard on the military aeronautical UHF band. The HF frequencies, which is megahertz and upper sideband include there you go 4.724 4.724 the second frequency 6.739 6.739 next 6.697 6.697 Next, 8.776-776. Next, 8.992-8.992. Next, 11.175-11.175. Next, 11.244. 11.244. 
13.155. Last, 15.016. Now, some of the things they're talking about, and you need to understand this, and I'm going to put it out there. Let's, real quickly, we'll talk about the airborne EAM relays. Now, the Navy's Takamo fleet consists of 16 E-6B aircraft and provides a survivable communications link between national decision makers and the country's arsenal of strategic nuclear weapons, first flown during the Cold War era and functions not only as a communications relay, but also hosts the commanders involved in directing post-Doomsday military action against an adversary. The E-6B aircraft are derived from the Boeing 707 with modifications designed to enhance its effectiveness. It bristles with antennas covering the spectrum from D.C. to daylight. At the low end, there are several thousand feet of antenna wire on a reel for communications with submarines on BLF. That's a very low frequency. At the high end, EHF, extremely high-frequency antennas, enable very broadband communications through satellites and terrestrial links. They are, in essence, flying repeaters with store and forward capabilities. Now, an E-6B can stay aloft for 15 hours without refueling and up to 72 hours with periodic visitors from tankers. Takamo aircraft are based at, oh, yes, a good buddy, off of Air Force Base, Nebraska, that's Charles in Nebraska. I'm sure he's seen him many times. Patuxent Naval Air Station in Maryland and Traverse Air Force Base in California. When aloft, they go out someplace and they practice various nuclear war scenarios. Now, the U.S. Air Force, on the other hand, operates the E-4B, National Airborne Operations Center. Its mission is to maintain military and civil functions after the destruction of conventional national leadership. Staff on board the plane in the event of a loss of the Pentagon, White House, Congress, which is no loss at all, and commands on military bases. Now, we'll send commands unleashing retaliatory action on an adversary anywhere on the planet. They are based at Offutt Air Force Base again in Nebraska, right by our good friend Charles. And what you need to know is this. The E-4B is always alert and available for service to the President, Secretary of Defense, and the Joint Chiefs of Staff. The National Airborne Operations Center is based on the Boeing 747-200. And again, it is outfitted with a wide variety of staff and uh, equipment globally with military forces and continue government operations after a nuclear attack on the United States. It can carry a staff of 112 persons and can stay aloft for times comparable to the Takamo aircraft mentioned above. E-4Bs bristle with similar antennas to the E-6B and have no real limits on their communications spectrum. The National Airborne's Operations Center can go to any radio frequency and transmit a blistering level of radio. There you go, guys. (laughs) Wow. All right. What do you guys think? Hey, there's Tim. Tim out of the Carolinas. Good evening, buddy. Glad you're here. 
And the Boeing 78. God, that's an old. It might be an old airframe. You, yes, sir. Do you have to have a uh, ham radio to pick these signals up? I would guess you'll probably need a shortwave. Shortwave? Okay. That'd be my guess. One of the things that we want to do also, if you can do it, now it is possible. Head to a military surplus store website, get a military radio. They, the military radios have the capability to do that for those frequencies. The one, I have uh, two ham radios. They do not go those frequencies. They just don't go those low, that low. So, I mean, mine are in the 146 range, all that stuff. You know, it, 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 it's nothing like what the military uses. I would suggest, um, you know, I wish Randy was here. He'd call in because then that would be a great question for him. But uh, when Terry and I were talking the other night about this, he stated very specifically, even and I agree with him, that we were that you know, if you had a military radio, whether it's you know the old Prick 77s, PRC 77s, or I, 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 neither one of us could remember the damn nom, uh, nomenclature. Big radio used to sit right on the back of the jeep, slide it in there to the holder, then is ready to roll. I don't remember the nomenclature, but I remember many times uh, fiddling around on the dial with there listening to. It. I, I could even pick up TV signals with it. That I mean, they go. They run the whole spectrum. You could usually find these either on eBay or maybe get a hold of a, a military supply surplus store. They're gonna run you some money. I'm gonna tell you that now. They're in demand. The last one I saw, I think, was uh, Austin in Sacramento, and that one was going for five bills, five C notes, five hundred dollars, U.S. currency. So, great question there, Gare. Great question. Oh, and he dropped off. That's all right. In the meantime, now you got that. That's good. What else are we going to talk? Oh, yeah, we wanted to talk about, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's, you know, don't want to sit here and screw around with it any more than we have to. And that is this. Look, this whole thing with Charlottesville, and the media is stoking the flames against, they haven't said preppers yet, but if you're a patriot, apparently you're evil. And I'm glad to see many of the patriot organizations I've been following and watching have come out and decided to swing back. One of these things I want to talk to you about, and and this is where where I find this thing. Um, Oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Hmm. Let me find it. Oh, shoot. Where'd it go? Let me, give me a minute so I can find this thing again. I found this letter today. And from what I understand, it was written by um, a Marine. I got it from a buddy of mine I used to work with. He was in the military as well. And I wanted to read it to you in case you missed it. All right. You know, I'm here we go. Yeah, found it. All right. Here we go. This is from a Marine. I got it from a buddy of mine. He says, and this is this is where he starts from, just you know, 
Whether you agree with it or not, I'm putting it out there. And he starts out by saying, if you are paid $25 an hour to show up to a rally to counter the other party using physical force and violence, you are not a counter-protester. You are a mercenary. There is no need for further debate on this. You are paid to attack someone you don't know for reasons that you couldn't care enough to go there for free. You did your job and collected your check and your reimbursement of expenses. You're a mercenary, not a patriot, not a social justice warrior, not a defender of freedom or liberty, not an upholder of truth or justice. None of those things you claim to be. You are a mercenary. And mercenaries are not lawful combatants and deserve whatever comes their way at the hands of the people they are attacking. You have no First Amendment rights when you're a mercenary. Doesn't matter what side you're on. Doesn't matter what cause you're showing up to disrupt. If you can't express yourself peacefully through diplomatic means, then you better be prepared to meet your maker at the hands of someone who is only barely keeping their own violent tendencies at bay through a massive exercise of self-control. Now, I know it sounds romantic to attend these rallies and get shit started with the other side. And when you're young and passionate, it's really easy to get whipped up into a frenzy of raw emotions. There is a reason why young people are preferred when it comes to warfare. They're easy to manipulate and control and set off. But I'm telling you all this right now. You've got no idea what road you are starting down. Romance and idealism wears off really fast when you're laying in a pool of your own blood trying to stuff your intestines back into your torn abdomen been lucky enough to go 42 years without having to put the skills I learned in the Marines to use. I continue to train and keep those skills up to date because I see the madness that is happening all across this country. I don't train to attack others like you do. I train to defend others from you, and I'm not alone either. There are thousands of men and women in this country who have never seen war and death and don't want any more to do with it. They want to live in peace. They want to forget the things they've had to do in the service of their country. They want to raise their kids, have family barbecues, and build tree houses in soapbox derby cars and have tea parties. They don't want this shit that you're selling. You have the extremist left and the extremist right that are doing their best to get something started, to force us into a civil war. Even in the 1860s, the violence between the North and the South was nowhere near what we see today. And yet, we still had a war of ideology that consumed hundreds of thousands of lives. All you young and naive kids on both sides of this equation who think that having a civil war will advance your agenda or restore your vision of what you think America is, just remember this. Those of us older generations aren't having this shit. And if you jump off, you better be prepared to deal with us. We don't care what color you're wearing, or what sign you're holding. If you come after us, our friends, our family, our co-workers, and our neighbors, we will kill you. So remember that when you're thinking that it's just left versus right, or liberal versus conservative, or commie versus fascist, we are the variable you're not considering. That silent majority 
that you pretend does not exist is getting really sick and tired of your bullshit. Well, what do you think? Is he right? Yeah, I would say so. I would agree. You know, if you're getting paid to start crap at a protest, that's exactly what you'd become. I wanted to share this with all of you. Because the truth of the matter is this. I'm a prepper. I urge others to prep. You got one thing right. Young kids are impressionable, naive, and shit for brains. I know kids that remain shit for brains through their teens, their 20s, and heaven forbid, (laughs) even up to their 30s. Sometimes they are. They want to be part of something big, something that's going to be marked history. Then they can tell their parents or friends and their children's children they were there. You know what? They they might be able to, and I have to agree with this with a lot of what this letter has to say. You know, here on Blog Talk, I'm correction. You know, I use Blog Talk as a platform, but here on CRN, and I'm going to tell all of you this, and I want you all to understand, and I and I hope I've made it clear over the last few years, but I want you all to understand something. I don't care what color you are. I don't. I was in the military. And I can attest to the fact that everybody there, when injured, will bleed the same color blood that I do. They look different. They have different uh, backgrounds, different life experiences. But we all agreed to join the military. I'm glad I did. As a matter of fact, you know, it's all saying that amongst many of us, and maybe you know, you're aware of it too. You know, when you first decide that you sign on the dotted line, you go get sworn in, take an oath. Many of us have never been relieved of that oath. Just because you're no longer serving doesn't mean that those are some. And, and, and this goes back to what Chuck is saying. When you're 18 and 19 and you're being told, you're being indoctrinated in U.S. military's ideas, fundamentals, basics, what they believe, and you will also do those and believe in those same things. Those are things you carry with you for life. You carry a love of country. Now, there are some in the military, and I've, and I've met a few of them, who decided they don't like America. They hate America, and that's fine. You know what? That's, that's your business. But don't try to push your views on me. Your rights end where my rights begin. And what I see, and I have to agree with this letter, a lot of stuff is coming down, and I'm not, and I'm not going to pay, I'm not going to play with the you're both wrong card. We're adults. You can make those decisions for yourself. Who's right, who's wrong. Or whatever. I don't care. I'm a prepper. I believe in my country, right or wrong. Does my country make mistakes? Hell yeah, it does. 
We're not perfect. And if you think your country should be perfect, uh, you probably are very naive. Sure, you have lots of issues. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying this. I believe in the Constitutional Republic. I believe the Constitution is written. I do not believe that our Constitution is a living document. No, it is not. It's a piece of paper. It has words on a piece of paper. Those words have meaning. They have certain definitions. And the meanings of those words do not change because time marches on. And I've been... um, Actually, I have not been attacked for this, and I'm not going to be, and I'll tell you why. Because I have posted many times, look, I don't. We don't have to agree with everything that's being said. That's the beauty of the First Amendment. And you know, and for those of you that believe that hate speech is not protected speech, you're wrong. It is protected, and it's protected by the very same reason we have the First Amendment. You don't have to believe what's being said. You don't even have to like what's being said. They have a right, people have a right to say in their political speech what they want it to. It makes no difference whether you like it, whether you agree with it, whether you want it. It doesn't matter. Because the alternative is this. And hear me clearly, please. Please hear me out. Because if you don't believe in that, then you're going to have to believe that a government agency, a government committee, or the government itself will determine what is safe speech, what speech is acceptable. If you believe that, eventually your speech will be condemned. It's just the way it is. But because we have the First Amendment, something very unique in the world, we can criticize our government, we can criticize our president, can't threaten his life, of course, but you can criticize him without fear of going to Camp FEMA, going to a federal camp. Either the First Amendment applies to everyone or it applies to no one. Either our Constitution applies to all of the citizens or it applies to none of the citizens. You cannot pick and choose which parts of the Constitution you are willing to live by. You either live with the whole thing or you live with none of it. Personally, I will will live with it. I want you to learn to live with it, not that you haven't or you have not or you will not. It is extremely important, especially the First and Second Amendments, in my opinion, are probably the most important ones there. The First Amendment, you know, is based on the freedom of speech, the freedom of assembly. I can associate with whom I wish. It doesn't matter whether my next-door neighbor doesn't like the fact I'm a prepper and that I do this radio show and I extort everyone to become a prepper. It does not matter whether he likes it or not. He can kiss my ass. It doesn't matter. Second Amendment ensures and guarantees that the rest of the Constitution is legal and is kept in force. 
I think, yeah, I, I, think I, like, I need to add to that. Do I like neo-Nazis? No, not really. Do I believe they have a right to pay and, you know, protest? Yes, they do. I don't like it. I don't believe in their message. I don't believe in their words. I don't believe in their cause. But what I do believe is that they have the right to go in public and say that without fear of being attacked. Now. Oh, that ship long sailed away from the harbor. (laughs) The whole fear about being attacked thing. You know what? If anything, we have a new reason to prep. And that's where I'm going with it. Thank you, Chuck. Yeah. My point of it is this, all right, and I don't want you to think that I agree with what they do. I don't like Antifa. Do I, do they have a right to peacefully and diplomatically shut down other people? If they don't like to hear other people say, they have a right to go out there, whatever they believe. What they don't have a right to do, which no protest group has a right to do, is to go out and physically attack each other. It, you don't have that right. Now, great article in the Los Angeles Times explaining what free speech is, how the courts have looked at it over the last 246 years, 248, I remember. Anyways. Yeah, with Charlottesville, Virginia, and Durham, North Carolina, absolutely fucked up. We're going to get to them. They're not off the hook yet. Relax. Take a breath, my little friend. Don't make me spank you on the air. Don't make me do that. <laughs> Look, well, the only time that speech is free Shut up, speech Brian. acceptable is when that speech leads to imminent criminality. That's where it crosses the line. The courts have ruled that many times. Free speech have delivered without the threat of imminent criminality. Is allowed. Hate speech, call it it whatever you want, is allowed. It is considered free speech. The courts have over and over and over again reaffirmed it. Some of you may not like that. Don't care. When it comes to the constant, I mean, and this just these are not recent uh, decisions by the court. These are decisions by the court throughout our history. It is that important. When people say, well, hate speech isn't freedom of speech, they're not free to say that. Yes, they are. That's the whole point. Contrary, unpopular ideas and talk and speech is allowed and should be allowed. Look, you don't like it? For example, many of us don't like the Nazis. We don't agree with them, no matter what they say, what they do. We don't agree with that. We don't believe in their mantra. We don't believe in their, philosoph- their philosophical worldview. We don't. We don't. We allow them to say what they want. And if we want to say, you know what? You guys are fucked up. We can say that and walk away and be done with it. That's the beauty of the First Amendment. It allows people to show in public their ignorance. It shows, allows us to... It does. It, it does. It allows everybody, you, 
me, everybody, if you want to get on a soapbox, head to your nearest train station during the morning rush hour and start screaming about whatever, you can. Will you get looks from people who don't agree with you? Yes, and you should. Because if we don't, then we become a nation of sheep and we just look down at the ground and walk away. Oh, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to see that. There are some people out there like that. Not listeners of this show. We don't do that. Do we say things that are unpopular? Yes. Do we talk about things that are unpopular? Yes, we do. Do I want everybody to be a prepper? Yes. Yes, I do. And I don't want to hear about this, well, you're a patriot if you disagree with this or that. Let me tell you something. A patriot, in my opinion, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but the way I see it is this. A patriot has a love for one's country. I like my country. This country has provided me, my family, and those before me with incredible opportunities. And some say, well, we're not really free. Yeah. There are some limits on what we can and can't do. I agree. But show me another country that will allow it. Your country loves you, too. Your country? I'm America. I can say that. You can say that. But don't tell me about, I don't, look, personally, I don't want to hear about, well, the Constitution doesn't matter anymore. Yes, it does. The Constitution is what gives this country breath and life. You know, last night, and I urge all of you, it's a little, it's a little wordy, but I urge you, look up Thomas Paine's pamphlet, Common Sense. I read it for the first time very slowly, taking in each sentence, each idea he presented. And once you get through that, little that pamphlet that he wrote over 200 years ago, 200, he wrote it what? I'm thinking it's what? Either, right, either during the revolution or right afterwards. You get to idea. And some of the ideas in that pamphlet that he's despising over is happening in our country right now. I urge all of you, take some time. It'll take about an hour or so to go through it. But read it carefully, what it says. Don't, and read it in its original text. You know, sometimes it gets a little wordy. I had to take a few breaks in there because it's like, oh, my God, get the idea. <laughs> but read it. Know it. I think it will give you an idea about the sense of our country, where it came from, why. It's not, it's more than just, Taxation without representation. This country is new. Compared to all the other countries in the world, this country is more or less still a young country. We don't have the heritage of Italy, which had the ancient Romans. We don't have that. We've got an experiment that's been going on for about 48 years and a constitutional republic. Never before has it been tried. And those that do have a constitutional republic, well, we're older than they are because we started it first. Some will argue 
Well, what about the Magna Carta in Britain? What about it? Again, I urge you to read Common Sense by Thomas Paine. Look it up. It's online in its original text. Read it. And you'll get an idea, especially uh, Porky Will there. Listening in. But, like, but the Constitution, all of it, whether we like it or not, must pertain to everybody or it pertains to nobody. You cannot pick and choose which you will and will not follow in the Constitution. Or to do so is folly. Now, in case you just joined us, my uh, Malinois just joined me in the uh, video here. He's a good dog. Take him with him. Take me. I take him with me everywhere I go. We're going to go an extra half hour tonight because I think we need to get some things straight here. And I want everybody to be on the same page. You know how I am about I want everybody on the same page. Things go through. It's my phobia. I invite you all to join me in my phobia so we're all on the same page. So, uh, Gary, what do you think? Hitting nail on the head. I, 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 Chuck, your opinion, sir. Man, I got some things I need to get off my chest, sir. Fire away. We're ready, willing to listen to you. Okay, you're right. So. Yeah, so the the uh, mayor of Durham, North Carolina, and Charlottesville, Virginia, you guys suck. They'll probably sell your firstborn if it meant getting elected into another term. Law, um, law enforcement officers, local police officers of the same city, you guys are pathetic. And I'm pretty sure there's uh, LEOs uh, from across the country who are absolutely ashamed of, of your conduct and your failure to protect the public trust, regardless of what cause they represent. You let down your state constitution. Hell, you even let down your local laws. So the shield in uh, Durham, uh, North Carolina, and Charlottesville, Virginia, you know, not not one of your best days. If anything, it's one of your darkest days. If anything, because of the law enforcement's failure to enforce the laws equally and, and um, you know, without... Um, without prejudice or without being biased or one-sided, which they fail to do, we now have a new reason to prep, and that is anarchy, violent anarchy, filled with destruction, filled with injuries, filled with mainly blunt instruments. If you don't know your neighbor and you have total unrest around your neighborhood, yeah, you're going to need to prep. You're going to need to reinforce your doors. You're going to need to get the tools and the skills necessary to defend your family where law enforcement officers fail to protect you. There's absolutely no uh, denying this at this particular point. We're looking at violence unchecked because of police officers um, under orders of, of their local mayors who are basically apathetic to their own laws. To be totally honest with you, you don't even know. I mean, you, you have neighbors. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Some of them, and many of them whom you don't even know. 
You don't know if they're reliable or if they're going to get to be a good friend to you or your family. You don't know if they are going to be able to share their supplies with you as you would share with them. And because of that, that's all the more reason to make sure that you have the supplies that you need so you can rely less on others' generosity, okay, and, and, and more on yourself. So I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say this, okay. Um, if you want to represent your cause, fine. Absolutely. But there's going to be other people on your line, behind your lines that are representing their own cause that are, that are not necessarily your cause. Okay, right now CNN is painting everyone on the right, uh, white Christians, Trump supporters, uh, Second Amendment supporters, as KKK white supremacists. They're not even bothering to draw a distinction between those who are not in our group. They're they're painting the narrative that that, uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa are the good guys. They can't be any more liars than that. Antifa and Black Lives Matter matters are local terrorist groups, and they should be treated as such. Maybe to some extent, maybe KKK and, and, and white supremacists, should they also be considered as such? Yeah. But don't fucking, don't, don't fucking accuse one side of groups of being one without applying the same label to the other because they equally deserve it. That's the problem with, with, with uh, the, the news media in our country is that there's nothing objective about it. There's nothing unbiased about them. They have an agenda, and they're completely one-sided with it. And you hear, you hear it every day. And those people, they are the weak, single-celled uh, mental individuals who have not the power of being able to independently think on their own, to be able to judge what's happening in front of them based on their own values. No, they have to be told what to think. They have to be told what to do, what to believe. And the most tragic reality and realization is that there are lots of those helpless fucks out there. What? And a, what? a lot of them are young, impressionable kids. What? You know, millennials. You know, you know no, the most no, stupid, you, stupid you, generation our country has ever produced. What is right? this? They can't even find the country of North Korea on a paper map if their lives dependent on it. What? You can bet that the later generations are going to be just as ignorant and stupid. What the hell? What the hell? No. I just got, I was just looking at the video feed. It looks like, let's say, intercepting my video feed. Bastards, you will not stop me. You will not shut me up. You will not stop it. Not happening. Not now. Not ever. What's happening? Apparently, it's freezing up. The video signal's freezing up. It's saying that the video is... Uh... Look, where is it? Come on, come on, come on. Where is it? Where is it? Um, we still see you. No, according to some of my guys, they're not getting it. What the, where the I'm hell still is getting it? you. Forky Will can't get through. The queen is blocking him. What the hell is this? Oh, that's the queen. <laughs> Sorry, it might be artificial it. intelligence doing it. Uh-huh. Well, we're talking about England, so they're pretty much the same thing. Austin out in uh, California saying that it looks like tell it. It told him, not only did it freeze up, it told him that the broadcast was over. 
Nothing's over till I decided it. Huh. They're not going to do it. I will not the, uh, allow them to do so. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but Instagram now is they're trying out this artificial intelligence stuff where they're going to start making it where, like, you can't comment anything bad by saying your free speech because they're going to take it out before you can speak it. Oh. When you turn it on, somebody's balls can automatically come off. This is Fuck what I'm talking about. Instagram. This, exactly, I agree with you, Chuck. I don't even use it. You know what? This is exactly what I'm talking about. You take away that constitutional right, you end up with a group of people who will decide what speech is okay and what speech is not okay. Now, granted, right. Facebook and all these other private enterprises, they are free to do that. That is, that is their thing. What they don't have a right to do is tell me I don't have the right to go stand on the sidewalk and preach the gospel of Jesus in the next in the, in the Sharia no go zone. I can do that if I wish to. May not be the smartest thing, but I can do it. And they can't sit there and say, "Well, that's hate speech." I don't like it. It's hate speech. Time for you to grow up, be an adult, and realize that sometimes in life there are things that are going to happen that you don't like. Some things you cannot control. Yeah, like statues, you asshole. Or Confederate flags, you fucking cockpit. But I'm not going to allow it. I'm not putting up with it. God, in Hagibor, is finally, it's finally decided to join us on the video feed. Hey, Todd, glad you're here. You know, I want to try. Did you call in? No. no. I'd love to have him to call in. Because, you know, and he's right. Free speech is about a free exchange of ideas. My point is that everybody, whether we like, there are some ideas we like and some we don't. The ones we don't, we don't have to listen to. We don't have to subscribe. One puts a gun to our head and says, you must like this. Well, I don't think so. I don't like it. We're just not putting up with it. No one should have to put up with it. Don't sit there and tell me you're a social justice warrior. Court, you know, and I love that letter. You're not. You're a mercenary. Now, I want to get something else to you. This is from Mark Pack. I really like Mark. He's with the United Patriots, Preppers, and Pioneers, 3%. Did he write this? Yes, he did. He wrote this, and I'm just going to read it to you. Uh, oh, we're getting some feedback here. Gary, I think I'm getting some feedback here. Hold on. I'm going to put you on mute, buddy. All right. Here, I'll, I'll mute myself. Hold on. All right. What do we got here? Go ahead, caller. It's me. Good God. What are you doing? Well, actually, I've been following up on a lot of the stuff with Charlottesville and everything else and watching both sides talk about this. What's ridiculous is no matter what he says, Donald is a really bad, bad connection, Derek. I can barely hear you. I bet. Had to mute you. Yeah, I, I didn't know she was a storm t- chaser. <laughs> uh, we get we get some really really bad bad phone line there. So while we wait for that, let me do this for you. Who are the three percent terrorists, extremists, or radicals? So just who are these anti-government groups we keep hearing about? 
is anti-government militias, radical extremist groups, right-wing radicals, and conspiracy theorists. Well, they go by many different names. We have the popular Oath Keepers and the Sons of the Confederacy. I've never, I've heard Sons of the Confederate Veterans, which I'm a member of, but Sons of the Confederacy, I've never heard of. Constitutional militia, and the most popular militia group of the 21st century that continues to grow today and is gaining more popularity, followers, and members. They are known as the 3%. With the catchphrase, we are everywhere. The media, along with the Southern Poverty Law Center, has, who has, has zero credibility in my eyes, has labeled them domestic extremists, anti-government, and even right-wing terrorists. But who are they really? If they are really all these terrible things, why would their membership be climbing higher each day? So let me give you this, the real story of who the 3% are. The 3% are anything but anti-government. They believe in and support the fact that we have established government in this country. True, 3% members are law-abiding citizens who believe in the Constitution and the unalienable rights of man, just as the original 3% that fought the British in the Revolutionary War. They believe anyone who is sworn into their office, occupation, or position by swearing an oath to protect and defend the Constitution against all enemies for domestic should honor this for life. As the media tries to portray them as gun nuts and people of violence, they are not. They do believe in the Second Amendment and the Bill of Rights and will stand against any form of tyranny, gun confiscation, or any form of unconstitutional or unlawful acts of force by governments or laws that oppose on these rights. So just who are the 3%? They are everywhere. They are bankers, lawyers, teachers, police officers, judges, construction workers, men, husbands, brothers, sons, wives, mothers, daughters, every single American who believes in liberty, life, and the pursuit of happiness. We are ordinary, everyday people who do not wish for war, nor do we provoke it. But if war must come, it will be welcomed. They are America's protectors against forceful, illegal, unconstitutional, tyrannical governments and laws of everyone. If war must come, then let it come on my time and not my children's. The 3% are educated in politics, history, laws, and have a code of honor as they walk tall in this country. They love their country and their fellow countrymen alike, and if if and when they shall ever be needed, they will leave their families and run toward the sound of gunfire instead of running from it. They will die on their feet, fighting to be free men and not on their knees, bowing to no one other than Jesus Christ. So this is the true facts of the 3%, not violent, unruly extremists. They're your neighbors and friends. I'm a proud 3%er, Mark Pack, also known as Sheepdog One. If you happen to be on shall we say, ham radio. You can find him. His call sign is KM6HED. KM6HED. He's co-founder, preppers, and pioneers. I wanted to share that with you. Not that you have to. We have another caller, area code 253. Go ahead. Well, it's me. I better line. Um, much better line. Much yeah, we'll better. have to talk offline about Sheepdog One. I happen to know him personally. No, one of the things that a lot of people don't realize, and this is very controversial, and it's really starting to piss me off when it comes to the Patriot movement. We've got this huge backlash, especially from those who are pro, you know, first responders and this type of thing, who are claiming that if you are law enforcement or military, you cannot be a three percent. That is. 
that is completely untrue. Matter of fact, they happen to be the best individuals to become three percenters because now they are in places of power or in government where they can actually make a difference. They can make game-changing decisions where we as a citizen have to you know, resist the government. They can be actually inside the government making those changes. I'm a three percenter and proud of it. Those who know me know that I have absolutely no problem standing my ground. I have many friends of mine who are first responders who are three percenters. And they work under some of the worst anti-constitutional supervisors you can possibly imagine. But they mitigate the damages. When they start seeing an overreach, they're the ones that respond and make sure that the individual on the hands-on level are taken care of correctly so that it doesn't fall into the hands in the government who are correct. So for those out there who think that three percenters cannot be first responders, cannot be your government agencies, you need to really think about that. That was the lovely Dawn. The Contra Dawn show. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, I'm starting to get really annoyed about the whole thing, especially when it comes to three percenters who think that they're better than other three percenters. I mean, come on, guys. We all bleed red. It's kind of, it reminds me of the Baptists saying, well, we're better than the Presbyterians. Mm-hmm. The Presbyterians saying we're better than the Catholics. Yeah. All the same yeah. body, just different appendages of said body. That's all. And I'll be perfectly honest with you, and I think Dylan can back me up when I say this. When the rubber really finally meets the road, those who stand up, you will know. The three percenters or those who claim to be three percenters that you think will are going to surprise you because they're going to be the ones that will roll over. The ones you didn't expect will be the ones who will stand up. You would think so. You would hope so. Oh, we've seen it time and again. Look at the Bundys. They're going through double jeopardy right now. I know. I've been following that. And how in the world, you know... If there's ever been a kangaroo court, it's in Nevada. Unbelievable. The jury you found them not guilty. And they the got over. Yeah. The judge decided it wasn't okay. And then what she did is she came back in and she said, you know what? But here's the deal. I'm going to try you personally now. And here's what's going to happen. I understand we have the jurors over here, but you're going to do what I want you to. When I tell you that you cannot listen to a testimony, you're going to leave the room and you're not going to do anything about it. So every time the defendants have been up there with witnesses, they've been having the jurors leave. I've this what they've been doing is saying, you can't say anything about the Constitution, your freedom, your civil rights. You cannot defend yourself based upon any type of American civilities. What you have to do is you have to either say, right now, you are guilty of terrorism, so I can go ahead and deal with you. Or we could just go ahead and continue this farce until you finally either bleed out financially or until I finally get something on you that can go ahead and stick. See, now, and this, this is where they should have they, they should be running down the street mm-hmm. to the appellate court and making sure that every media outlet knows about it. This is because, where the three percentage should be. Absolutely. But they're afraid. Many people are afraid. You know, I, I'm so tired of the afraid though. And the reason I'm so tired of the the afraid 
Look, I'm going to – what I'm about to say pisses off a lot of people, but it's a fact, all right? During the bond reign of terror against Christians and against the constitutional patriots, I would see maybe one out of every 40, 50 posts from friends of mine about Christianity or being proud to be a Christian or something to do with Christ. Now, I'm a pagan, but I still support Christian viewpoints, and I still support those who, who worship their God as long as they're following him. Burn now her at Trump's the stake for heresy. What? Burn her at the stake for heresy. <laughs> yeah, you can try that out to throw marshmallows. Um, the bottom line, though, is now somebody got Trump in, who is you know, Christian and pro-Constitution and everything, and like one out of every three posts I have now is about how God is great and Christian is awesome, and do you believe in God type amen? Yeah, where were you guys defending yourselves when you were needed the most during the reign of terror? Where was your voice? Now when it's safe, you come out? Yes, that's what they do. You know that. Oh, I know that. But that's why only 3% of the American population actually fought in the revolution or supported uh-huh. or materially aided. Yes. So, yeah. What, the, it's forty-eight years later? People are still the same. Oh, no, it's even worse now. And the reason it's even worse now is because we've become so disconnected as a society with anything that happens to be any survival. I mean, we literally get up, plug in. You know, even most of our work jobs are plugging in. We come home, we unplug, and we go to bed. I mean, literally, we have we have lab rats. It's just easier now because you really want to see a whole. You want to really take over a nation? Cut off the internet. Tell them if you want your internet back, you're going to have to comply. Watch how many of them start turning in their neighbors. They will. They'll be the Stasi, but on a bigger scale. <laughs> if those of you aren't aware, the East German Stasi was. The, the internal state security apparatus in East Germany during the uh, Cold War. And they got files on everybody, neighbors, informing on neighbors, informing on neighbors, family members, and they kept meticulous notes on all of it. Yeah. And children at that point, at that time frame, children were told that it was for the good of, of the fatherland to go ahead and make sure that if your parents are not compliant, if they say anything out of turn, you need to turn them over to the shot. Because if you don't turn them over to the shot, then you are not a good, you know, you're not a good citizen. You're not a good so German citizen. you have children marching on their own parents. Chuck, you got something you want to add to this? I know you do. You know, it's unfortunate. It's, it's very unfortunate what happened in, in Virginia and in North Carolina. I I think that we're probably going to be doing a lot better if, if, if we just focus on the reasons for prepping uh, and the techniques and the tips of, uh, out there to help everyone prep. If, if anything, what's happening in, in, in what happened in Virginia and North Carolina is unfortunate, but they're just distractions. There's, you know, for, and for many, that's all it is, is, is distractions. So. I just agree. Hundred percent agree. And for those naysayers for Trump, to be perfectly honest, y'all being conned. 
Do you know what he's been doing while these distractions are going on? While the Obamacare farce was going on? While the alt-left and the few extreme rights or the racists on both sides have been fighting? The man has managed to go ahead and gut the VA, the ED, the EPA. He has managed to go ahead and get his military increase that he demanded. He's managed to get SS payments increase. He has managed to get the social services out of the federal hands as much as it was and back into the state hands. He's also managed to go ahead and get a budget passed that funds the beginning of the wall. Stocks are up. Employment's up. Job economy's up. Our allies, once more, have... Oh, our GDP? Do you know what our GDP is going to be? GDP Mm -hmm. is predicted to be 3.7%. That's massive. Massive. Mm-hmm. Three point, mm-hmm. When was the last time this country had a GDP of 3.7%? That's massive. Our credit rating has gone back up to the double A, considering Obama dropped from the triple to the single. He went from triple A down to a single A. That's how bad it was. Well, yeah. we've gone up to a double A already. Oh, and, yeah. and, and here's a real cool one. You ready for this? This one I love. I, I love throwing this in, in, in liberal tier snowflakes and anti-comfort phases. Trump is doing exactly, he's doing exactly what he was voted in to do. Right. Now, people want to go ahead and get all stuck on maybe one or two things. Obamacare, to be blunt, is a dying creature. It is. If you don't touch it, it's just going to go away. And with nothing to replace it, then it's going to go ahead and revert back to a capitalistic market. However, it's prime shield for him to go ahead and divert attention from the fact that he just told North Korea, try it, fat man, and see what happens. And North Korea went, well, we could if we want, but we're not going to because you know what, you're me. This is the first time in a long time I can remember North Korea backing down. That's not to say that... Yeah, they didn't back down. They just, you know, decided they were going to go ahead and wait. Be that as oh, yeah. it may. Be that as it may. All right. Three percenters are still out there. It's just that they're not as needed at this point, they think. In fact, now is the time to be out there. Now, as long as I got you on the line here, listen up. You, okay. I, did, did you find out anything about that note, that message I sent you the other night about the yeah. uh, 80%? Is that are they talking yeah. about the are they talking about the eighteenth core? What's who's the eighteenth? Um, well I know the eighty second. Right. Was out of the bubble to the point. Okay. okay. It's their Do it's their where, rotation. It was a standard where, yeah, where they rotate to Afghanistan. They're going to Afghanistan and Iraq. Mm-hmm. Mostly to Afghanistan. But they were out of the bubble know. to deploy. And um, basically, they started ramping up, like, in, you know, to training. And, of course, what happens with the civilian world is, you see the banner, 82nd Airborne is going to be deploying in six months. Ooh, SpongeBob, hey, how you doing? And then when they get ready to deploy, everybody goes, oh, my God, they're deploying. What happened? Okay. I don't know what the Make 18th sense? is. I don't know if that's the 18th core. I don't know. I don't have a clue. Well, there's been a lot of restructuring and realignment. For instance, 81st Brigade is no longer the Dirty Bird. They're now Striker. 
that used to be mechanized. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they've, they've, they've uh, stood down the mechanized. They've uh, converted to Striker to go ahead and support Fort Lewis and uh, Accord. I'm not sure how um, I feel. I don't know how I feel about it either. The Dirty Bird was my home for a long time. Um, we have a couple of realignments back east with um, supports and with, with uh, structure infrastructure changes in the different divisions to go ahead and further support each other. I think the reason that we're seeing a lot of this, to be perfectly honest, is that we are gearing more towards um, separating ourselves from the international missions that we have been dealing with and starting to, ta- to task us with more regional missions that we're going to have to deal with. I think you're going to see, excuse me, I think what you're going to see is you're going to see a deployment to the wall when it's built. Hmm. What about... We did it once before with the border mission. Have, have you heard anything coming out of uh, South Korea along the DMZ? Um, the only thing I've heard is that we did have a forward push from Osan Yongsong. However, really? um, it was more of a show of strength. Okay, for those, happens, for those that don't know, you have to keep this basic. Tell, you know, we have to talk to us like we're in fifth grade. When you say a forward Young push. Yongsong is the army. Yongsong is the major army post in South Korea. Osan is the major supply post and air force post. So there was a push to put more people in them to go okay. ahead and make it more populated. And, a lot, and they had several from Yongsong go directly to the DMZ, remember army, go to the mm-hmm. DMZ zone as a show of strength. Right. I think the main reason North Korea backed down, and a lot of people aren't even thinking about this, which goes once more to show how we actually won in this last lottery of presidency, is when Trump told him, try it. China looked at North Korea and said, you're on your own. And Russia looked at North Korea and said, you do, you die. As did several other countries. They were not expecting to lose the support of Big Daddy and Big Mommy. They were expecting to be patted on the head again, as they have been for quite some time. But because of the economic ties that Trump has already managed to establish with China and Russia, neither one of them wants to rock that boat over, you know, a psychopath. Well, I'm going to put a different, not a spin. I want you to, I would like the listeners all, everybody just hear me out, though. What we have in North Korea is a nuclear proxy. What do I mean by that? What I mean is this. Back during the Cold War, the United States, the Soviet Union, the Chinese, we all had and we all understood the doctrine of MAD, mutually assured destruction. And for North Korea, a nuclear proxy. Now, the Russians and the Chinese as a proxy, a puppet. If, for example, the deep pricks launch at Guam, the United States will not launch on Russia, will not launch on China, but they will retaliate in North Korea. <laughs> so the question becomes, and don't get me wrong, Iran, Iran is also a nuclear proxy. Something we need to 
be considerate about. Got to watch them. Just because they're a proxy. If North Korea launches, does that mean we should launch at China or Russia? It's their puppet. He, he pull, you know, they pull the strings and he dances. Dance, little man, dance. And he does. So it's something to think about. It's a whole new thing that we didn't have in the world. Okay, we're getting a lot of feedback somewhere. Who is it? Who is it? It's Dawn. I don't know what she's doing. Let's see if we can get I'm it. Moving. What, I'm moving. What, is, what did you do? It is 90 degrees here in Washington State, which is unprecedented oh, for this summertime. time. summertime. Quit whining. God, it's, uh, it's 90 degrees. Hey. Ah, well, look, here summer. in Washington, it's supposed to be 50 and 60 degrees. Okay, there's my line. Anyway, um, no, and I agree with you. I agree with you. It's the same reason why we actually went to the Vietnam War. Iran pisses me off. Iran really pisses me off. Houston Wireless, the wireless customer you called is not available at this time. Please try your call again later. Announcement 1, switch 4, 1, 6, 0, dash. That wasn't me. Wasn't me either. I didn't initiate it. Welcome to Verizon Wireless. The wireless customer you called is not available at this time. I don't have Verizon. Ah, it's Gary. Gary! You've been called out. It's Gary, Louisiana. I just put him on mute. He's been called out. No, but the right. thing is, okay, yeah, we're getting closer and closer to a nuclear war. There is a Christian revelation in, um, uh, in, you know, a, a prophecy, if you will, in Revelations that says that the world will be as glass in the end. Now, some Christians I have talked to believe that that is what will happen to the world if we do have a nuclear war, because you know, the annihilation of everything, and it will basically become a global, you know, a, a, a ice age of massive mm-hmm. proportions, a nuclear ice age. And, you know, that doesn't make sense to a certain extent. Um, I've, other, I've heard others quote Nostradamus about such an event, and it is a, you know, it's an ELE, basically. And then, of course, you have the pagans with their own viewpoints and everything. But when you take philosophy out of it, realistically, we are now closer than ever to self-annihilation. Chuck, you there? Where's Chuck? I want to get him involved. I'm here. What's up? I'm listening. Just listening. Feel free to comment, sir. Don't don't let Dawn sit there and take over the show. Feel free to comment anytime you wish. Well, I'm actually going to run away she's here in a over minute. The show. I don't think she's taking over the show. I think she's but she's full of lots of information and and I, I I'm yeah. Yeah. When she talks, I'm pretty much in absorption mode, so I'm kind of absorbing what she's saying. So, oh, thank which is, yeah, which is fine by me. So sorry about that. Uh, if you want to speak up, okay, I'll say something. Done. Keep going. Okay, I'm done. Right now, as is most of my viewpoints. 
uh, back in the 70s when they started whispering about Agenda 21 and the global depopulation and everything. I don't know if anybody remembers in the 70s when it first came out. It was called Zero Population. Zero Population uh, was a movement. Do you remember that? No, I remember hearing it. But, that, but that's what I'm saying. Zero yeah. Population. Yeah. But it was, a, it was a movement to go ahead and depopulate a major portion of the planet because it was not self-sustaining. Now... Mm-hmm. At that point, it was also considered really groovy and cool with the hipster movement. It wasn't really a government thing, per se, at that point, but it was more of a, if we're going to be one with nature, then we have to go ahead and, you know, reduce our footprints. We didn't know global footprints at the time. But now it, it died out around the 80s when we started becoming the age of self-importance again, where it was the me generation. 80s and 90s was very much the me generation. 2000 come along, and now what we have, well, we have a whole new surge of your your socialists, utopians, your you know your individuals who believe that we should be equal and free, and, you know, going once back to the cycle. Only this time, the governments around the world have put in place the actual machinations to have it happen. Now, here's where it gets controversial. Whether you're pro or for, you're pro or against vaccinations, or if you're pro or against medications, big pharmacy is not there to cure. Big pharmacy is there to sustain your disease. And they are starting to get nailed on this more and more. I personally believe that what we are looking at is we are looking at the final bloom from that zero population beginning, and we allowed it to happen to ourselves by synthesizing our own immune systems, by polluting our own world to the point where we cannot breathe normally or naturally anymore. And we have actually, we've taken the acid pill ourselves. And what's going to happen is we're going to, we've already seen a reduction in, in birth. We've already seen a massive reduction in the birth ratios. We've seen a huge reduction in children who are normal. And when I say normal, without some type of asthma, allergy, adverse reaction, emotional, or disorder. You have more children who are abnormal now than you have that are basically considered run-of-the-mill healthy. Yes, they're called antifa. So basically what we are looking at, people, is if you're waiting for that big bang to happen where it's going to be a great fight for Agenda 21, it's too late. We have over-medicated, over-vaccinated, over-stimulated, and over-polluted ourselves already. And what we are looking at now is the beginning of the end as far as I'm concerned. And I know that's, that's, that's horrible to say. It really is. It sounds very doomy and gloomy, but it's the truth. Uh, Porky Will has a question for you. He says he wants to know, wasn't it changed from Agenda 21 to Agenda 2030? Well, the, the name Agenda 21 is, is not about 2021, as a lot of people think. Agenda 21 was because it was supposedly a law that was written. It was a global 21 that was written to go ahead and depopulate. And it was actually discussed at some what they were going to do for sustainability. What a lot of the, the Western culture 
either does not know, does not care, or chose to ignore, was that the depopulation was occurring in other countries on a regular basis. Look at Ethiopia. Ethiopia started out as the breadbasket of Africa and was deliberately destroyed by its own government. Now it's a wasteland. Mm-hmm. This is the um, Hurry and wrap this up because i got some more stuff for you. Mm. Okay, well, going back to what we're talking about, folks, when we're talking about the three percenters, I mean, there is a logic to my, my, my rabbit trail here. When we talk about the three percenters, we talk about the end of days, we talk about the global warming, and all these big things are coming on, especially with nuclear potential, and fanatics who now have nuclear armaments. The fact of the matter is, is that it's the time of now, because you and I are not going to be the ones fighting the fight. It's our children, so you better be raising right. And you better be preparing them to be the next soldier, because if not, then they are going to be the next generation who will bow down and willfully give up their rights. It's too late for us. We've already done it to ourselves. That's my personal opinion. So to wrap that up, three percenters are going to be our next gen. So go ahead. All right. Now I understand you've, you're getting more and more listeners, more success on your show. Is that correct? Uh Uh-huh. I am. I am. I actually had 200 last time. Uh, they were downloads, but still, I am no, getting no. some response. It counts. it counts. Whether it's a live or whether it's a uh, download on the podcast, it counts. Uh-huh. It counts, it counts, it counts. Absolutely. Absolutely. I actually was, um, yeah, John, I was in, a, in an argument with somebody the other day. And I will admit it devolved into an argument. started this debate, but it devolved into an argument. And we were I, discussing, uh, we were discussing um, Trump. And all of a sudden, somebody came out of nowhere and said, wait, aren't you the one that does the Delta Dawn show? I was like, wow, uh, somebody knows who I am. <laughs> what? All right. Now, for those of you that don't know, and you should listen to her, Dawn's on Friday at 9 o'clock. About, about 9 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock her time. Is that, I am correct on that. Yes? Actually, an hour off. It's 6 o'clock my time. It's uh, 8, o'clock, uh, 8 o'clock your time. Oh, you went back to 8 o'clock? I did. And the reason I did is because it didn't matter either way. I just told my husband he's just going to have to suck it up and deal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I allow did. me to uh, allow me to emphasize that. Hey, hubby, suck it up. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, you. you man baby, you. I feel sorry for he, him. I do. Can you imagine waking up to Dawn and just having her glaring at you? And you just woke up knowing damn well you didn't do a damn thing, but she's pissed at you for something. She's the one. Get up. Hey, but look on the flip side. I want you to think about the flip side there, John. I'm listening. Go ahead. If my husband ever, ever gets back into a corner, he's got me there to go ahead and fight with him. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And he better not win. He actually told his boss, you need to give me this promotion or I'm sending my license. And he's gotten the promotion. All right. <laughs> Seriously? I'm not joking. I love it. I love, I love it. it. I do. Now, in case, in case you're wondering about Dawn's show, for you political junkies out there, Dawn is where it's at. Dawn's show is where it's at. And I know we got a lot of militias and prepper 
and patriot types that are political junkies. Guess what? Dawn's show is where you want to be. Friday nights. And if you can't do it, download the podcast. But I urge you to, I urge you, you want to get Dawn going, call in the show. Get her riled up. I guarantee you, you won't be sorry to have a good time on her show. Yeah. I promise. Uh, otherwise like known it. as the Suck It Up Buttercup show. <laughs> I, well, so I will tell you, and you know what's interesting is when I was looking at the demographics and some of the, re- the responses that I have actually received, yeah, you know, yeah. a larger percentage of individuals who are downloading the show actually happen to consider themselves either Democrat or liberal. What? Are you? you are, I've are had you a lot of them respond. Seriously, I've had a lot of them respond that it's the first show they've ever heard that goes neutral, that honestly stays neutral. It doesn't go, you know, it doesn't support one way or the other. It states the fact, and it goes against, it, you know, it nails both sides. All right. I'm just, do not cater to those wagon-burning sons of bitches, ever, for any reason. I never have. I never have. But if it gets them open I'm... enough and logically talking... And they actually see the light and decide to go independent. That's fine. I just don't. You know how I feel about these people. Oh, I know. I know. You know how I feel about Antifa. Yeah. I know. I know. Oh, I've seen some of the stuff coming out of your pie hole over there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, good God. You know, I'm waiting. You know, because Friday and Saturday nights, I like to watch live PD. And every time mm-hmm. they go to Teen Valley, I sit there and think, I wonder if they're going to go to Dawn's house. They're going to go to Dawn's well, house. Two days ago, two days ago, I chased down a car. Yeah. Oh, yes. We were driving down the road. We were going towards SeaTac. Go ahead. My, for those who don't know, my father is in hospice. My father-in-law is in hospice now. And so I've had to close down his place at SeaTac, which is right outside of Seattle. And I've been having to do an awful lot of traveling back and forth with that with my kids. Well, the other day, as we're driving up there, I have a lot of Pro 2A stickers on my car. Big blue line on the back. You know, it's kind of hard to miss my political stance. And as we're driving, this car pulls up next to us with a Feel the Burn sticker. And this guy turns around. He looks right at my son. My mm-hmm. 13-year-old son flips him off and then tells him to eat a dick. Really? I chased that mother to his house. Did you run to the basement? And made Wait. him apologize to my son before I would let him out of his car. Good. And what was Hello? funny is I told him, he, said he, he threatened to call the police, and I said, please do. Look at your car. Look at my car. You're a dude. I'm a mom. And I can cry a lot more convincingly than you can. <laughs> most, you'll find most of those types are cowards. They are. That's why they yeah. hit you from behind with, with padlocks. They can't Absolutely. That's right. Most are cowards. <laughs> most are cowards. Okay. But yeah, we live in the of Seattle. Go ahead. They to live in mom's basement where they belong. Chuck. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. Do you follow suit? Yes. Chuck. Give us final words, man. i got a few minutes left. Go ahead. Give us final words. Prep today, survive tomorrow. I love That's that motto. Know. I love that motto. I love it. Is that, all, is that all you want to say, my friend? 
Oh, I can be like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> do it now. Yeah, let it happen. All right. Okay. Dono, final words. Yes. The first time you've final ever words? had to do final words on my show. Final words. Final words. You should live every moment of your life as if you have a child looking at you for advice on how to be an adult. Do you want to add if you to that? You cannot do it. Yeah. If, if, if you would back down without a child looking at you, but you think a child is, then don't back down. If you think a child should be looking at you and you know it's not the fight to fight, then go ahead and live your life accordingly. And that's all I got to say about that. All right. Thank you, Forrest. Forrest Gump. All right. Uh, just so we know, uh, Sunday I'll be on the road. And Going to Missouri, then we're stopping down at Terry's Farm for beer, bullets, and barbecue. He is in the middle of, I think, we're going to do some night shooting on his range. He's building a fire shooting range right now as we speak. So we'll be going down there. Now, this is the first one we're going to do. We're going to set, you know what, if it's good, and and we got some people showing up, it looks like. What I want to do is this. If it's good and we have a good time and everyone wants to do it, we will set a date for next year. We will set a place for next year. All right. So uh, Wednesday, I don't know. Wednesday night, depend. I don't know. I've never been down there, so I don't know what kind of uh, Internet connection I have. i got to have a broadband, very fast uh, Internet connection in order for me to do the show. If, by some chance, it doesn't go down Wednesday night, don't panic. It just means I can't, and I'll put something out on the CRN uh, like and group page, but you know whether it, whether it will work or not. So, but just the same. Hey, John. Yes, ma'am. If you happen to hear banjos, you might want to think about staying in your car. What are you saying? Uh, I'm saying that, you know, when you get into those back old hill country places, you hear banjos, you might want oh, to they, stay in your car. Oh, no, they love me. You know why they love me? <laughs> One word, battle flag. That's all I've got to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, they love me. I don't uh, have any. Is, yeah. is this, it, it, who extended the invitation? Was that Brian or Jerry or who was it? For what? Missouri. <laughs> oh, that was Terry and I talking. So yeah, Terry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We put it out last month, I think. Yeah, and we know it's short notice, guys. We know that. We know that. Some of you are already you can't get off work. You know, some you know, yeah, whatever. The more I think about it, the more the more it sounds appealing. I'll reach out to you offline. Do that. We'll get you down there. I'll be down there. See, I'm leaving Montgomery City for the eclipse. So I'll be leave, I'll be getting around Terry's place on the 22nd, and I'm taking all of my firearms and a lot of ammunition. Nice. All right. I want to thank my guests for tonight. I've got 90 seconds left. I want to say thank you to Chuck and Don for calling in, taking their time, and for of course uh, Tim, Porky Wheel, Scott, Austin, Todd, you know all of you that. Uh, 
uh, John Theo. Thanks, guys, for, for checking in. Appreciate it. To uh, my good friend and ex-partner, Heather. Check out the shows. Friday night, Contra Dawn show. You're going to love it. Saturday, I, I think Julie's doing her show in the afternoon now. Uh-huh. Uh, ladies, uh-huh. Watch, that's, the, that's for preppers, for lady, women preppers and whatnot. Check out our show on Saturday afternoon. We'll get more out there for you. So until that time, I'm John Jeffers here at the Contra Radio Network, here for the Roundtable Report for 16 August 2017, saying this to you, my prepper and patriot friends. Be safe, be alert, and be vigilant. I'm John Jeffers, thanking you again for spending your evening with me. Good night.